Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 40 of our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the Idle of Hillsborough and Mr. Terry Curran. Can't kind of wake you up, mate. Very exciting. Yeah, I bet. I think I've gone out at pub for a couple of hours, a couple of hours <laughs> to watch football, have a little bit of horse racing, uh, and then go work. Uh, Get me tickets for Wimbledon, but uh, none of those things are happening at the moment in time. <laughs> no. Just normal, isn't it? Shopping and yeah. in queues and uh, cooking and cleaning. And, uh, but at least we've got some news we can sit in garden and, and uh, have your tea in the back garden, can't you? So that's that's a good thing about it all. Yeah, it has been fantastic in that aspect. Our gardens are looking good. Our cars are looking clean. And the houses are looking... <laughs> being looked after as well. It's crazy, really, isn't it? Everybody is literally going stir-crazy. Yeah. I think one or two are starting to feel the pinch with it in all now at this moment in time. Mm. Um, but I think I think we are starting to turn the corner. I really do. Um, I think there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, it's still going to be uh, a couple of months before mm. we're anything like it, anything like it all, but yeah. uh, at least... At least there's 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 been a um, downflow of it at the moment in time and, uh, of death. So I mean, I mean we haven't I suppose we haven't hit our peak yet over mm. here. But you know uh, I always look at the American thing for one reason and what whatever happens in America yep. seems to happen all the way around the world. Mm. So uh, it started to uh, drop there a little bit. So in a couple of weeks' time, you know ours will start to do the same. And it's important to have something to do to to consume your time and have something to look forward to in these dark days and doing the podcast and, and reading and, and watching and researching. It does fill up your time. And um, I think the ones that, that haven't really got anything to do or they've got no hobbies, I think those are the kind of people that are finding lockdown very difficult to, uh, to work through. Okay. I'll tell you what, I don't know how people can not work. No, Jesus, I, I, I know. I, I did say, I think it was on your Facebook page when you said we're yeah. going to come out next Wednesday and applaud all the people that don't work. <laughs> How do you do this every week? I don't know. And and it is, I mean, all joking apart, there are some people that find it difficult to get jobs, and especially when you yeah, reach a certain age. So Listen, we, I've got a son. I've got a son. Listen, he'll spend that much time in bed. Yeah. Even the bed gets sick of him blaming it. 
but you're right. I just don't know because I have to get up. I have to do something. I have to occupy myself. Um, we're going to have a look at the topic of the week this week, TC. Football clubs, the ownership of football clubs, because it looks as though Newcastle United are being sold. And I, I did hear on TalkSport, the North Eastern correspondent, saying what we do every Thursday when we come out and clap. When Mike Ashley leaves Newcastle, all the Geordies are going to do that. But has Mike Ashley been that bad? And as a Birmingham City fan, if he owned Birmingham City, I think I'd have died and gone to heaven. Well, this, I try to be fair with it all, me, Gavin. Yes, I, I really am. do. I really try to be fair with yeah. it I understand Newcastle, but, I mean, they've had one little uh, bright light uh, with Keegan and uh, Sir John Orr. They didn't win the league. Uh, they were unlucky not to win the league. I mean, they were 12 points clear. Um, so, at the end of the day, I won't say it was bad luck. It's got to be uh, not bad management because I like the way, I like mm. Keegan's philosophy. I liked him when he the attack football. But they blew it. Now, let me go to Mike Ashley. The, the, these guys put the money in, right? But they take money out. Make no mistake. They're not oh, putting money yeah. into it for, you know, for say, uh, just for love of it. No, no one no one does that. Yeah. Um, where I think Mike Ashley's gone wrong, personally, uh, he's never had a manager what's gone to to uh, play an attacking game. And you can still play an attacking game, Gabby. Yep. Right? And still defend at the same time. Yep. That's what Cluffy did. Cluffy did it. With two small clubs in Derby County and Nottingham Forest. Now, Ashley has put managers in there. Every one of them have gone defensive-minded. So what they've done, they've made it boring to watch. Uh, It's not pretty football to watch. Uh, And then what you get is that uh, the managers then start to blame uh, Mike Ashley that uh, he hasn't spent money, he hasn't put money into a club, but but these managers buy these players, you know. Yep. You know. Now it's either the managers what buy him or the director of football. Mm. Now why have a director of football if he's not thinking on the same line as a as the manager? Hundred percent. You know. And you see, I've never been a big lover of. I, I don't. I don't know the man, so I don't dislike the man, Rafael Benitez. Yeah. But I've found him to be. So negative. I, I don't like watching his football teams play. But there's no harm in that. All, all I'm telling is, is telling people the truth. It's my opinion. Yeah. You know, some people love it. And that's great. That's, you know, fair enough. You know, but uh, he's never, ever, ever had a manager what I, what I thought could go and get the right players. Because guys, what people think about Guardiola I mean, fifty million pounds is a lot of money. Is a lot of money. But when you watch him, he doesn't buy big name players. Mm. He buys a player. What's you know, uh, one of the top four clubs in the, in the world. You know, the teams what's around the world. Yep. You watch what he does. He buys these players. They either the, either the second best or the third or fourth best in that team or in that league, and he goes and buys them, and then he tries to uh, fit his, his his philosophy with the players that he's buying because he, 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 he buys players to, to suit his philosophy. Yeah. I mean, it's like Sam Allardyce will, will buy players and then he'll say, well, oh, I, I can only play a certain way uh, with the tools I've, I've got to be discretion, you know, and I think to myself, well, I'm going to you signed them. Yeah. So, and again, no harm in it. That's why he wants to play. I don't like it. I always express my views of it. 
you know, it doesn't mean that uh, it's good, bad, or indifferent. It's just it's my opinion. I, you know, I don't, I don't like it. So that's what I think where Ashley's gone wrong. It's not giving a manager in what's going to play some some form of attacking football. And it's been so negative up there since Keegan uh, left that um, it's frustrated the fans. And somebody always gets the brunt of it, whether it's the players, a manager, or an owner. Now, the new owner of what comes in, <clears throat> if he's going to do what a Manchester City did, where's all the gonna, where are they going to get all the players from? Now, they'll get them mm. if they pay more money than what Manchester City and them are going to pay. Yep. Because that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. All these clubs now have got 30 players and some of them 30 players are top, top, top players. Yep. What's not playing? So you think to yourself, what's going to happen here? Make no mistake, Brooks won't last long. Yeah. He's not going to last long. That's why I, I thought he wouldn't leave Sheffield Wednesday to go to Newcastle mm -hmm. because they were going to sell it. They were going to sell him at uh, at uh, at some point. Now, unless he's got a good a good contract, and I'm not sure whether Mike Ashley's given him a, a top notch contract, um, then he's gone there for money. We know he loves that club, but they've gone there for money because he knows Mike Ashley was selling. Yeah. So why leave there, you know, to uh, while the Sheffield wants to go to Newcastle when they know they're going to sell? When they get when they do any club what sells, they fetch their own people. The new owners fetch their own people in. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. See, I, I quite like him, Ashley. I understand what he's done, but I still understand the the fans. And you know, you want to see uh, you want to see a team what's going to attack, or is going to try and get in the uh, top four, or try and get in the top six, and try and get in Europe. They've had managers, what's just all they've all they've uh, worked on is not getting uh, relegated. Yeah. You know, and so why set a manager on what's going to work that way? I understand the Bournemouth, but I mean, what I will say about Eddie Howe. He has tried to play football. Yep. You know, so so at the end of the day, uh, I would never set a manager on what says um, my my main object is to um, get 36, 40, uh, 40 points. Mm. Because you know he's going to be negative, boring, training. Yeah. And that goes out then onto the football field. And then the fans get frustrated, take it out at players. Play, players and the managers start to fall in it, start to fall out. Owner and the manager starts to fall out, and there's nothing but disruption. Mm. And then what you finish up with, four to five managers within the space of six years. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if I was taking a job, I want to win the league. <laughs> that would be my opinion. I, you know, I can't buy the top grade of player, but I can buy great players, and we can play an attacking way. And my philosophy of football is get the ball down. And while we've got the ball, I don't care how good you are. We, we got the ball. We might have you, to worry about winning the ball back when we lose it. But while we got the ball, why would I worry about you, lot? Listen, if, if you if you can improve players, and yeah. that's what you should do, you're a coach, and that's what you, you do exactly. to improve players. Yeah. But I know, I know, I've, I've seen it, and it is still happening now. There are a lot of teams work on negative defensive. And if it's that good, and the stats are that good, yeah, right. Why are the same teams keep getting relegated? Exactly. It you doesn't know, so... work. It's pathetic if you. I mean, like Birmingham have done that year in year out. Aim just to stay up. Well, let's look at it this way: you aim just to stay up. You don't achieve your target. 
guess what? You get relegated. Yeah. And, and it's no it's no coincidence that Birmingham City, one of the most relegated football clubs in football, it's because that's the way that they've always addressed their football club. Let's just do enough to survive. And that's not, you know, that isn't the way I like to watch football. That's not my philosophy of football. But going back to Kevin Keegan, when he was at, at, at Newcastle and his philosophy of football was great, but a little bit of mismanagement there because he comes second, didn't he, to, uh, to Manchester United when he actually they were freaked out. Clear. Yeah. They were Looked a great player. Right? Get a bit. If, if you're going to win a World Cup, yep. if you're going to win a European Cup, yep. if you're going to win championships in your in your leagues yep. throughout the world, right? I, I just don't get it. I yep. just do not get it. You, you, you've you got to have a top, top goalkeeper. goalkeeper. Yeah. End of. Newcastle, they were a good goalkeeper. But you, you've got to have, look at it. Liverpool. Liverpool's a prime example now. Yeah. Right? Man United always had a top goalkeeper when they were under Ferguson. Right? When you look at all the top teams throughout the world and the world teams that win World Cups, all got great, great goalkeepers. Yeah. And they've got defenders what know how to defend. Yeah. Why would you have a winger uh, coming back? I mean, you, you've got to come back. You've got to fill holes in. Don't get me wrong. Before people start jumping on the back, but why have somebody what can't defend in an area what might give a might give a penalty away yeah. and cause more problems being there than further upfield? Mm. You know, so for me, instead of having me in the team, why don't you get somebody what knows how to defend? Yeah. Why mm. don't you get somebody what can uh, go forward and knows how to fill in if somebody's advanced uh, before him? You know, this is what they do. They do not. All, first thing they do is 40 points. Yeah. We need to get 40 points, right? 12. How many teams are in that league? 18. Yeah, 20 now. 20 in Premier League. Yeah, yeah. There's 10 of them, maybe 12 of them. What I think, right? Every season, my first job is to get. Stay up. 40 yeah. points. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's ridiculous. I've never. You're breaking up a bit, TC. Is that phone getting away from your mouth? 
So yeah, is it? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yeah, I mean, so when you get excited, say, the phone moves away. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, if you get those four factors yep. into your uh, players, when you're your winning team formula with the players, yep. you will you, you will win something. You will win something, or you, you'll stay in the league comfortable with an entertainment that the public say, well, we can see a progress. Yep. But you can never see a progress. Playing like that's what these managers do. Absolutely. And back in Kevin Keegan's time, he was one player away, arguably, from winning the league. And the goalkeeper. Yeah, well, at, well, yeah, goalkeeper. And and at that time when Keegan was the manager of Newcastle United, they turned down Zinedine Zidane, who would have made a tremendous difference to Newcastle. <laughs> that's incredible, isn't it? Oh, God, oh, yeah, yeah. They sent the scout out to have a look at him and he come back not good enough. Exactly, yeah. In fact, he didn't just say that he wasn't good enough. When Barry Silkman was talking to Kevin and, and Barry says, Kevin, you, you're having a laugh, aren't you? Making a big mistake. And Kevin says, no, we've had... Kevin Keegan didn't watch Zinedine Zidane. His, his person that he sent out watched Zinedine. And in his opinion, Wolverhampton Wanderers were bottom of what is now the championship. He didn't think that Zinedine Zidane was good enough to play for Wolverhampton Wanderers. He believed him to be a third-rate football player. Incredible. Listen, incredible. What I find incredible. What I find incredible. I send you to go to player. Yeah. And you come back. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm not sure. Or you come back. Starting. I still would want to have a look at him myself. Absolutely. Yeah. So how how you could not look at someone, uh, and yes, you've got to have you've got to have people what you can trust. You've got to have people you can rely on. Yeah. But you listen, Gabby, you've got to work with each other. Exactly. Yeah. And so, Gabby, for me, I'm not quite I'm not quite sure about him. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna miss we all, we can make we can make a mistake. Not a mistake. Is it down? not a mistake. An ordinary player, what turns into a top player, is a mistake. Yeah. But not as a Zan, because surely he must have natural ability at that age. You know, he, you don't work. You can work as much as you want. You never, mm-hmm. You're never going to. You're never going to get to that level of football. You have. You have to have natural talent to be able to do what Zidane does and Messi does and, and all the top players. And then you've got to work hard. Yeah. You know, to maintain it on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Yeah. And but, play with better players. But what what happened? Um, one of Barry's mates, his brother-in-law, was um, uh, Roberto Bettega, and and he took him to Juventus. I think he signed it. They sold him a couple of seasons after for um, I don't know forty-seven something, million something something like that. Almost fifty million to Real Madrid. <laughs> Yeah, 47 million. It's incredible. But it is absolutely incredible. And also, I mean, every football club in, in this country also turned down George Weyer. Well. I know. You know. Well, to be honest, Wenger said when he first got him, he didn't look like a footballer. Because mm-hmm. I, I read about Wenger, because Wenger had him at Monaco, didn't they? I, I'm not sure. Well, I'm not sure. Wenger had him first. Yeah. Wenger had him first and sold him on to... Uh, was, what Italian club? Yeah, played for AC Milan, didn't they? AC Milan, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, turned out to be World Player of the Year. But Barry Silkman did say what an absolutely fantastic cook he was. Absolute dab and <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> I listened to that. I listened to that. It was a brilliant uh, podcast. That 
it's a great insight. You know, we've got some mm. tremendous people out there that, that give us the time and and uh, we, we listen well, to their stories, which is great. It's good that, you, you know, you're letting fans know what does happen. Because, I mean, people always put exaggerate things on. Yeah. I mean, I've just been doing uh, last couple of weeks about my time in football and, and what happened in football. Mm-hmm. And uh, I put things on to prove what I was saying is true. Yeah. You know, uh, because I'm not, I'm not going to say, oh, I got £300,000 for this and 100000 you know, I tell it as I, as it is, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I mean the only thing where I can't when it's a one on one, but when I've got when I've got written paper, I will put it on like I did with the Sheffield United thing. Yeah, you know, but uh, it gives the fan it gives the fans an insight uh, into everything, and it's listen, it's not always the players' fault, and it's not always the manager's fault, but at least if you see it, then you can see, you know, what why players have a, a problem with the manager and why a manager has a problem with the player? I was thinking today, because um, we have these random questions, and uh, I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of random questions, but but first and foremost, Lou, Derek Hales, did, he, did you play with him at Derby? Because he, he was no. quite prolific, wasn't he, with Flanagan at Charlton? Yeah. Did no, he come no, just no. before or just after you? It was around about it, that time, wasn't it? I think we just after I left. Oh, okay. Yeah, just after I left, Derry Cales, yeah. I, I think, I think, yes, after I left. Um, he went there when Charlie George had left and all, because I come to Southampton and Charlie George, Charlie George uh, followed me down to Southampton, mm-hmm. you know. But no, I didn't play with Derek Hills, but he was a it was a prolific goal scorer, like you said. Yeah, he was. Him and Flanagan, if my mm. memory serves me right, for Charlton, they were quite prolific. But didn't they have an argument? Didn't they have a punch yeah. up on the pitch? Yeah, they were. You know, I've never ever had a had a fallout with a player yeah. in training or on a game, uh, in a game, I should say. Uh, but I've seen it happen. But uh, Flanagan and um, Ailes obviously both scored lots of goals, mm-hmm. um, but both greedy. When one could have put another one in, they didn't do so. That's you see, that's the problem for the manager, and he has to he has the manager has to suss that out. Yeah. Because regardless of what you say, I mean, Sheringham probably was a, a one off him and Andy Cole not giving them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in general, one has to leave. But you've got to make sure as a manager that the right one's leaving. Yeah. And not the wrong one. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't get on. I, I do know that. I mean, I played against them a few times, and they used to be arguing like man on a football field. <laughs> Pair of them. So, other random question, TC. If you could replay any game that you played, just one game, go back and play that ninety minutes again. What game would it be, and why? Well, there's one or two games, but yeah, just one. But but but. The one, the one I, w- I will always pick out is the Sheffield Derby. Yeah. Boxing Day, forty nine thousand. Uh, we win four nil. You know, uh, it's a record crowd for Division Three. Um, yeah, that's that's the one without without doubt. My dad stand up back on back of my neck, and I don't really get excited. I really don't. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. But that game, you know, the atmosphere, everything about it, you know, first Sheff- first Sheffield Derby for years, um, United Top of League, uh, I-, I thought we had a decent side. I won't say we were a great side, we had a decent side. 
And I thought we should have won the league if Jack had been more adventurous mm-hmm. uh, instead of being negative. But uh, we got there in, in, in long run. But that's the game uh, I would always um, look at. And I, I played at Wembley. Uh, I played at Fulham when George Best uh, gave me that great compliment. And he came to me and said to me, you know, you're going to be some player. So, and I scored a fabulous goal in, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> in that game. So uh, there's been plenty, yeah. but uh, that's the one I would always pick out, the Sheffield Derby. Leads us nicely on to five of the best grounds for atmosphere that, that you've played in. Right. Uh, I'm going to give you West Ham. Okay. What was so special about West Ham? About 30-odd thousand people there when it's full. Yeah. 36, 35, 32,000. And it's smack on top of you. Yeah. You know, you could touch. You could touch the fans. Uh, and you could feel the hatred uh, from some of them fans at times, you know. But the atmosphere itself, you know, you'd always think, you know, it'd be nice to play for these because it, 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 it obviously... Terrific, and I mean terrific. Yeah. Um, Newcastle, you've always got to put Newcastle in there because it's, you know, every time you go up there. I mean, I've been up there when when, when they got beat, when we beat, when we beat them, uh, and the, you'd think they'd won the cup. Yeah. You know, and they could be, they could be frustrating and all. Uh, they can't get onto, onto the old players' backs, but that's another ground what was absolutely terrific ground uh, to play at the old baseball ground, the atmosphere there. That's a, that was another one where you were on top of each other. Yeah, that was a another one. What were um, terrific to, to to play at? Did you play and in a that... Notts Forest Derby game? Did you play there? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I played for for Derby against Forest. Uh, I thought you were going to say, but Notts County, Notts Forest. So uh, Nottingham Forest, but yes, Notts Forest, uh, Nottingham Forest, and um, Derby. Derby County. Yeah, uh, I played in one. I played in that Derby. Um, obviously, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, uh, the atmosphere there, absolutely brilliant. I mean, we weren't losing, so we never got that. We never got any of that negativity. So yeah. it was terrific to play there. And obviously, I played at Ivory. I played a lot of. But one of the one of the best ones of them all was Crystal Palace. Right. Okay. Because you know, every time we played, every time I played there, we either beat them, or we didn't, or we didn't get beat. But they never ever stopped singing. Yeah. And I mean, stop singing. So that was a terrific uh, ground for for atmosphere. Because that's what I'm talking about. Me atmosphere. Yeah. Is that what you're on about? Yeah, absolutely, all, absolutely. All... Atmosphere in football grounds. Yeah, uh, absolutely fantastic, you know, atmosphere in them. But majority, you know, the majority of the big clubs, it's fantastic to to, to, to play in some of these stadiums, Everton, you know, Liverpool, all, you know, they're all fantastic. Man United, you know, I played at Man United with 51,000 there. Mm. Uh, we Everton, and we got a, a 1-1 draw. Terrific game of football, you know. But they're big grounds and the big the big stadiums and, you know, if they're winning, you know, it's okay. But if they're not winning, it's quiet. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when you're going to places like Newcastle, it's non-stop. When you went to West Ham, it was non-stop. When you went to Crystal Palace, it was non-stop. You know, yeah. you know, Newcastle was a big ground, but the others were, were tight, tight uh, and compact. So them's my them's my five. 
What was the worst ground for, I'm not saying the quietest or the loudest, but if you was to play a team and you'd think, oh, jeez, what an absolute, what a dog-awful place to go to. The crowd's horrible, the pitch is horrible, the team's horrible. We just hate going there. Have you got any club that, that, that fell in that category? Well, play, you go play in third division and there's plenty. Listen, we'll be playing teams like Exeter and Plymouth. And Plymouth is not a bad little stadium as Hams. Yeah. But, you know, Exeter, I mean, I don't know what it's like now, but Hartlepool and all them. But some of the players wouldn't be injured and they'd be begging to be injured yeah. so they didn't have to go and play there. I, and I never missed. I always I always went. Yeah. The one ground I hated, and I hated the team. And when I say hate, I don't mean, again, I just thought there were thugs. Yeah. Villains were Wimbledon. Yeah, got I, you. The, 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 no, the, no atmosphere. All it was, we're going to break your leg. Yeah. You know, it was so monotonous what they were going to do. So, what? The, the, by the way, they did it. I mean, I can remember Fashion Hill breaking uh, Gary Mabbitt's jaw. You know, they were thugs. So, yeah. that one, I weren't frightened to play there because I always got good results and scored goals there. I saw score goals against him. You scored off the so, pitch at Wimbledon and all, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> Just to upset him a little bit more. <laughs> so uh, that that was that, that that was the one more than anything else. But yeah, I, I like playing football, so it, it didn't it yeah. didn't make any difference. Stockport, I played at Stockport and all these grounds. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Halifax, I played at Halifax. I just wanted to play football, me, Gabby. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I never miss games for sake of missing games, like some players did. But obviously, no mm. atmosphere and things like that. Uh, uh, them type of grounds, and it's only 1,500 to 2,000. Yeah. But Wimbledon would, would be in second division, mm. and there'd be about 3,000 people there. Yeah. You know, so that that was the, what Plough Lane it was called, wasn't it? Plough yeah, Lane. It was. Yeah, Plough Lane. So uh, that, that, that's the one. And. Uh, I'm not saying I didn't like going there. I just thought it was always shit. It was a shit hole and crap yeah. place to play. Behind the Lens TC is another feature we do on this uh, weekly podcast. And I posted up earlier a nice picture of the two TCs, you and Tony Curry. Looked as though you were in a fight. There was a table and there were some lovely cakes on the table. What's the story behind that picture? It, it's, it's every year for the um, Sheffield... Uh, hospital for uh, general uh, for the uh, children's hospital yeah so it's like a bake-off day right, you know okay. so you, you what you do you bake cakes and have little parties uh, sell them on and, and try and raise as much money as possible um that year i mean uh, tony curry obviously he was from sheffield wednesday uh, from sheffield united i was from sheffield wednesday um and i you know, in my area, I got people like Ann Foster and uh, Gary Oakley and uh, all all of, all his friends had little parties. Yeah. Um, and we raised raised about eight hundred pound. I think we did. I'm sure we did. Maybe a thousand pound. Yeah. Something like that. You know, by doing selling cakes and but the lasses did more of it. Mary Mary. Uh, Mary and sisters. So though, I'm trying to think of all the names at the moment in time. As you get bloody older, you forget all the yeah, names. Tell me but, about uh, it. but that's what it was all about for the children's hospital, and they do it every year. But do they the have f- they have different people, you know, uh, celebrities uh, 
doing it, uh, uh, being the front for the uh, for that uh, year. Do the football clubs get involved, or or do they? It, it, no, 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 no. They'll just nominate yeah. someone to go down. Nominate someone to go down, uh, and if they can't get anyone to go down, you know, uh, then obviously that year they just uh, got hold of Tony Curry and they got me. That they thought, you know, the two 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 TCs, one from United, one from yeah. Wednesday, ex players, uh, this would go down well. And I think I think it was a good year for that one. I think it was a really good year for them. And two of the greatest players that have ever played for Wednesday and United, respectively. History Vault, let's indulge for the moment um, about Tony Curry. Simon Steinrod posted that wonder goal that he scored for Leeds United at Highbury. And I did note somewhere he says, did he mean that? Of course he meant it. <laughs> Outside of his foot. Exactly, yeah. Tony Curry Outside could do anything. It. The bloke was a mm. genius, wasn't he? Outside of his, that weren't a cross. No, that it was wasn't a, a cross. He meant that. that was... he, he meant to score outside of his foot. Bang! Pick that out the back of the net after only seven minutes. <laughs> Curry could do that. Curry could do oh, anything. Listen, we've. I, I've tried to tell people for years about this. We've had players what could what can do it. We've never had managers what can handle top top players. Mm. You know, Cluffy never got the job. I mean, Cluffy, Cluffy got all the stand balls. When did he get all the stand balls at the end of his career? Yeah. Yeah, about 19, you know, 79, 80. Yeah. No, it was later than that one. Yeah, he went yeah. into his 30s, I think, you know. He played in and one year Charlie, and he took And he took Charlie George. Yeah. But Charlie, Charlie got bad, bad legs and Charlie would never any trouble. I, I played with Charlie at Derby mm-hmm. County. Great trainer, great skills. So, um, no, uh, that's what the problem we've had in this country. These type of players can, can do it. They can all do it. And it, listen, Jack Grealish, I told you, Jack Grealish will always have a problem because of Jack Grealish. Uh, what they've done with Jack Grealish, and I guarantee you what they've done with him, like they've done with one or two others, mm. and they turn around and they call them Mavericks. Yeah. And then, yeah, we can't trust him because I drink and he doesn't do that. Let me tell you something. The one for drink, Brian Robson drank more than anybody else yeah. there's ever been. Mm. But he never got punished for that, you know. Yeah. A great player, don't mm. get me wrong. Yeah. But he never got punished for it. Mm. Right? Alan Hudson did. If he went out drinking, why why does one get away with it and, and, and not the other? I just think it's what they what they do on that football pitch. I mean, Bron Robson was a great player. I mean, there's no two ways about it. Like Big Ron says he was the best player that he ever had uh, playing for him. And, and Robbo was captain of England and he was a great player. But Robbo wasn't the kind of player that I love to, you know, and that Alan Hudson, a Charlie George, a Frank Worthington, a Stan Bowles, a Tony Curry, a Rodney Marsh. He didn't have that flair, that guile, that personality on I'll the football pitch. What, I'll tell you what they were. I'll tell you what they had. I'll tell you what was about with them. Skill, flair, they guile. They, they would have questioned the manager's yeah. tactics. Yeah, absolutely. Once you started, I, I wouldn't imagine Robbo would have done that. No, hundred percent not. Seriously, I wouldn't. Hundred percent not. You know, model uh, pro. And then when you when you're playing in a when you're playing in a, a great team like Man United, mm. I mean, these played in top teams. Yeah. Hudson at Chelsea and all them, right? But the managers were always weak managers. Mm. You know, uh, and it had to be done what they what they want, right? Look, you got to have a boss and you got to have a philosophy. Yeah. We all know that. But you think to yourself, what's the point of me being here? Yeah. If I'm do, if I'm having to do this when it's not my it's not my 
don't benefit me. Mm. And I'm not, I can't, I can't benefit the team by doing that. I'm yeah. going to benefit the team going that way, not that way. But yes, you've got to fill in. You've got to, you've got to chase back. Mm-hmm. Nobody disputes that. But it's, it, it's, if something happens and you're not in that position, it's like three times heavier than what somebody else would get. You know what I mean? From the manager. So it's, it, it, it's, it's weird. And, um, listen, they can't say that about me because I did, I did work out, I did chase back. Mm. And I had five of the biggest managers in the country bought me. And I didn't, the other three all tried to sign me. Ron Atkinson, Donnell. Uh, who was the other one? What team? I'm trying to think myself. It'll come back to me in a bit. Well, they were... I mean, Newcastle, Newcastle tried to sign me out of Cox, but yeah. Ron Atkinson, Donnell, there was another one at the time. I think it was Terry Neal. Terry Neal when he was at Arsenal. You know, uh, or all big clubs all tried to sign me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I played for Jack Chalm. Bobby Chalm tried to sign me when he was manager of Preston. And also, you would have gone to uh, to Leeds United with Brian, uh, Leeds United with Brian Clough, wasn't yes, you? Yes, he was primed was, for that I, as well. Yeah, I was, I was going there. Yes, you're mm. right there. You know, so um, Don Revy, they've all. I mean, I never played for him, so I don't know. But they've all. I'd go with him. I mean, Charlie Joyce, tell me what he said to him. I mean, when you when he tells them for that, you know, they won't play for him. Yet right. he had players like Billy Bremner, mm. Johnny Giles. Then they're not yes, they're not yes, uh, yes and no merchants. Mm. You know, they will tell them. You know, you, you can see Johnny Giles. I watched the thing with Johnny Giles <coughs> all the night, and you can see him in, in Giles. He used to argue, but they respected each other. Yeah. He said, I used to go back for the ball off of Jack, you know, and Jack, he said, get away, we don't need you here. But I know I know what Jack's like. Great, great guy. But he, he's so defensive-minded, it's untrue. Yeah. And and again, they famously had that training session when Don Revy said to five of our greatest players that he doesn't want them, they don't fit into the it's squad. Fun. It's inc- mm. absolutely incredible. But again, you're right. It's all about managers. It's all about the philosophy Opinions, yeah. and how they want to move that forward. And, you know, I, I guess what you do at the end of the day, you uh, you either live or die by it. And, you know, managers in the 70s fell on the sword because they didn't pick our players that could get to World Cup finals and win it because we had the players in the 70s to do that. I will never answer an hypothetical question, mm-hmm. right? But I will answer. I will. I will answer this one, which is a fact. Yeah. The way have always failed. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. The way has always failed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, whether whether Charlie George or a Curry or somebody else mm-hmm. would have played in any uh, World Cup uh, tournaments <clears throat> and gone on won it, you don't know. No, it's an hypothetical. It's a it's an hypothetical question. Absolutely. But I yeah. do know what yeah. is a fact. I don't yeah. know what is a fact. Everyone's been a failed failure. Yeah. Don't tell me, uh, uh, Italy '92. Yeah, played quite well. Uh, Teddy, Teddy Venables, <coughs> Teddy Venables '96 uh, played well. Mm. Still didn't, still didn't win. But at least Robson and Venables did try and play the right way. I mean, Robson would. I mean, Robson wouldn't play Glen Oddle. So it, 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 it's so fu- football is so funny. He didn't trust him. Yeah, I must admit, I was never a big fan. I know that people uh, blokes blow smoke up um, Bobby Robson, but I was never a big fan of Bobby Robson. He, I'm like you, he, I'm, he, not, I'm he not. He failed in 88. He failed in, in, well, he failed in 86, pretty much. Failed in 88, even worse. And in 1990, until 
Mark Wright got his head on a Paul Gascoigne free kick against Egypt and we won 1-0. We were stinking the tournament out. We, yeah. we, we then narrowly beat the Cameroon and narrowly beat Belgium. But we did play some good football. But it was, to, for, in my opinion, the difference in that World Cup finals was Gaza. And I think without well, Gaza, we would have been out early doors. I was just going to say to you... Mm. Because I was leading, I was leading you into it yeah. about Curry and all this. Gaza, hundred right? percent. The 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 only one that played in in any tournaments. Yep. Was Gaza. Yep. In '96 and in the '90. Uh, yeah. Right, and that's the closest we've come. Yeah. Right. So, but all the other tournaments we've never got no nowhere near because we've only had players what the managers. Things they can rely on. Absolutely. And by the way, they trusted them and they relied on them not to win it. And that's yeah. what happened. They didn't win it. No. Again, we're going back to the philosophy and the Premier League now. Let's get up to 40 points. Let's be nice and safe. Let's play safe, safe, safe football. Boring as hell. Let's take risks. Let's try and win the damn thing. And and if you adopt that attitude, you might win. You might not, but you might win. But if all you ever want to do is just compete, just get by, just do enough, you are, you are destined for failure. I always say to myself, because it's not good talking to a lot of people, because a lot, they, they all think the same. Yeah. But they all think the same because they want to get, they want to keep a job or they want to yeah. get a job. But, Absolutely. Whereas I will say it as, as, as it is. Why does why does people like Sam Allardyce and, and, and David Moyes always get recognitions and say great tactician? John, let me tell you all about Jose Mourinho. Who's won everything, mm. won everything in game. Don't tell me he's a top ta- tactician. He's got top players, right? Yep. And when he faced a player off, what did he replace him with? Another forty million pound player? No, oh, yeah, yeah. That's not. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna throw one to you. Go on. I have, I have to laugh at this. Go on. I, I always laugh it to myself. I was telling boys about it last night. Plan B. When I see, when I hear all these experts on television, these pundits will say they haven't got a plan B. Yeah. Well, what, what, what is plan B? Plan B is what Sam Allardyce and them play long ball. So if you if you're Pep Guardiola, you're playing football. Yeah. Right. And get beat one nil, mm. but still doing it the same way. Yeah. Right. Uh, so they don't have a, a plan B. So when Sam Allardyce get beat one 0 by playing long ball, mm. he doesn't have a plan B, does he? Yeah. Right. So it, I have to laugh at when I hear a ball going on about it. Honestly, I do. Whereas Guardiola will work on plan A yeah. and try and improve at uh, plan A. What's causing the problems? Now, ten times out of eleven, don't, you're going to ask me how, do, how does that work? It, it don't work. But ten times out of eleven. When they play anybody, Manchester City, mm. they've got 11 people behind the ball, the opposition. Yeah. So whatever plan B you've got, you're not going to get much change out of it. No, absolutely. What you've got to do, you've got to be bold, you've got to be brave, and you've you've got to be good on the ball. And you've, you've always said, pass the ball with accuracy, with speed, keep moving, keep passing. You've got to take players on. You know, when you're you've playing against people, of course you are. you've if got you, to commit. If people. you've got if you've got that team that's defending and it's a war and all you do is pass, 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 you ain't nothing's going to happen. You need, as you say, to commit players to draw them out of position and to find little pockets where you can play in them holes. And that's where you need great players, players of skill, of flair, and guile, and players that can 
pull that rabbit out of the hat. And that's the difference between decent teams, good teams, and great teams. Great teams have got them players. When have we had a player? When have we had a player like a Ronaldo walking past people and Kate score goals? When have we had a player like Messi what can do it in Maradona? Mm-hmm. We've had one, Gaza. Yeah. Gaza. Mm-hmm. Right? And we've come that that's the closest we've come. Yeah. And the and nearest the something. nearest thing Curry, to Gaza we've Curry, had is Grealish. Curry, Curry could have done it. Volk yeah. could have done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Worthing could have done it. Mm-hmm. Hudson could have done it. Plenty of great players what could have done it. Yeah. But never got the chance no. to play in these World Cup finals. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. A waste of, of players and managers that have consistently, because of their philosophy, let us fans down and more importantly, let the players down as well. Let's look at your time at Everton because, uh, you know, a grand old team. We were interacting on our Facebook and Twitter pages because we've got a new uh, Twitter account at current current view also your personal uh, twitter account is current terry underscore 11 and terry current underscore 11 is your official one and between the two of us we do all three similarly with facebook terry current official terry current personal and then we've got a group the current view and a facebook page the current view so it's easy to get hold of us tc isn't it and howard's way film did was interacting with them the other day and you posted up a lovely piece about your time at Everton and Howard Kendall writing that you were one of the most important players that he signed whilst he was the manager of Everton Football Club. He told me himself. Yeah. He said I was the best signing he'd had mm. because of the, the confidence I had. Yeah. You know, they, they the Everton were, were on the knees when I joined them. Yeah. I was a third division, regardless of what I was, if I was any good or no. if you, I was a bad player. Let, let me just interrupt you. I don't usually interrupt you, but you were an international player playing in the third division. That's very different from a third division player. You could have played for England, no question, because you were as good as any player that I've ever seen on a football pitch. I was my own worst enemy. Yeah to go and play in that league. But what I'm trying to say, whether mm. I'm good, bad or indifferent, yeah. because it's like who else, you'll have your favourite players, other people, so we, I have to, I'll always accept, if you said that I'm a rubbish, I have to accept that because it's opinion and we have to accept that. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a third division player, regardless whether I think I'm a, a first division player, but I'm a third division player playing in third division when Everton was second bottom of the league. Yeah. And the team was shocking, absolutely, not shocking because they're good players, mm. but they were playing absolutely Shot. Well, they were playing bad. Yeah. And I got to our Kendall's house, and he was telling me all about it. We got this player, we got Steve McMahon, we got so and so, so and so, David Johnson, PDV, blah 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 blah. He said we've got good players, Terry, but I, I I can't understand why we're not playing well. Well, me and Bales used to go and used to have a great laugh, right? But was both serious when 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 time come to play. Yeah. And I was somebody what didn't I did not give a damn if I were playing Man United, Real Madrid, Barcelona. I, I don't give a damn. Yeah. I don't give a damn who I'm playing against. I want to get that ball and I want to run at, I want to run at, some, run at someone. And he's committing people. And there weren't another player in the country what could do what I could do. Yep. Run from one end of pitch to the other with a ball. Mm. Right? I always I always stick up for Sterling. Sterling is brilliant over 10, 15 yards. He can't do it. When, for England to get Kevin, he pulling right back to run full length of pitch. He can't do that. He's not strong enough to do that. Yep. Right? Yep. So, going back to Everton, uh, we turned it round, 
and the team were playing quite well. And then I went through, through in the, to our being greedy. All I was asking for what were in my, what look in my um, what I got to come from. Uh, you know, twenty five. You're breaking breaking up too, so. Twenty five thousand pound yep. paying me weren't a lot of money in them stay. I think I think there were two and three thousand pounds started to, started to come. Uh, players started to give it in, in them days. Mm-hmm. So I weren't being greedy. He said I was being greedy. Anyway, it it didn't work out that way. Uh, and then a month later, was it a month, something like that, uh, that's, they had another bad patch. He phones me up and he said to me, so-and-so, so-and-so, um, you can have you can have what you ask me if, if you sign. I finished up signing for them. And then they, well, my first game back against West Brom, I got injured. But after that, Everything just turned out for us. It made other players, and he's right. It did, I, I did make other players play play well because when you've got Trevor Stevens, who's a very good player, played 42 games for England. Yeah, terrific footballer, terrific footballer. But he wasn't playing particularly well. Mm. But the, I'm not just blaming him. The team weren't playing well. Yeah, Sheeds, who was a great player, weren't particularly playing well. Right, but I, I helped turn the club round. And when you look at it. When you get a player, when you get a player what's got confidence like I had, you know, uh, it takes that pressure off of players. And if you get one result followed by another one, all of a sudden, the rest of them have got the confidence to to, to, to take it into the game. And that's what we did, you know. But the football, what we played, uh, he got a brilliant football brain at Kendall. Uh, like I say, for me, him and Clough are the best two. Uh, I love Clough because of his charisma about him, but Clough was a winner. And uh, people, other players, some of them didn't like Clough, yeah. but they respected him. Howard, I never heard any of them not like Howard, right? But they respected him yeah. as a manager because he knew what he was saying were right. So all that uh, went into the equation at Everton and it went on. And those to say they want to won a European Cup again, it's an hypothetical question. You can't say that they won it. You can't say that mm. they want to won it because you know they couldn't play in it because of the ISIL disaster. Yeah. But when you look at it, Southall, Gary Stevens, uh, John Bailey, and then uh, Pat Van Der Nau, Mountfield, and Ratcliffe, all all quick players, mm. all quick players. Bales weren't over quick, but Gary Stevens absolutely. Light lightning. Yeah, athletic one. Mountfield, light, light lightning. But all quality on the ball. Yeah. Gary Stevens, you thought you think you've got a Duracell battery in him. Mm. Because he could he could non stop. But you see people go about they look for athletes and trying to turn him into footballers. He was a footballer, what was an athlete. Yep. Gary Stevens. Yep. He could run all day long. So the back four were quick. We had a world class goalkeeper in Neville Southall. World class. Yep. And then you got Reedy, uh, Sheets, and uh, Bra- and uh, Paul Bracewell. Reedy, when I said the worst trainer, not that he didn't train hard. What Kendall, re- what Kendall looked at with Reedy, weren't over quick. If you put him on a cross country, he'd finish five miles behind anybody else. Yeah. But come to Saturday, he read the game. Yep. He read the game, and he filled in areas where he weren't going to get isolated. He weren't going to get taken out at game, mm. but he, he he surrounded everybody with good players, what understood the game, 
and it became it became easy for him. And once he started to win, and then you you got Andy. I mean, Andy Gray was a cripple. Yeah, Andy Gray was a cripple. Sharpie and Inji were mobile and technically quite good. Uh, and then you got me and, and, and Trevor Stevens, and I got injured. And Trevor, you know, I think I'm going to sell Trevor. He paid three hundred thousand pounds from Burnley for him. Yeah, I think he was. No, I know you were going to sell him to Sunderland. You know, uh, for some other reason, it didn't come off. Uh, and then he got back into the team, Trevor. Might have been when I got injured. And it turned out a magnificent buy and a magnificent player for Everton. So little things like that happen in a, at a football club. Uh, and it falls right for you. And everything goes your way. And then you get the results. And it turns out great for everybody at the football club. I mean, it was frustrating for me because obviously um, that year we won't league. I think I played about 12, 15 games. I, I played enough games to get a, a championship medal. Yeah. But I, but I was always uh, and I played I played it uh, a couple of rounds of the uh, Cup Winners Cup. I played it quarter final. Yeah. I walked out because uh, I thought I weren't going to play when we went to Bayern Munich. Um, but every game I played, I mean. McMenamin be trying to be be funny by saying if it had been more constant. I have ne- never played a bad game at Everton. I never played a bad game at Forest. I never played a bad game at. Um, I mean, team not played particularly well, right? Mm. But you can't say I, I played bad and I weren't consistent because I everywhere I went we had success. Yeah. Everywhere I went we had success. Oh, not only on that, not only on that. When you, if you look at the Everton games when I played with Trevor Stevens in team, mm. right? I always had two men marking me. Trevor didn't. Yeah. You 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 pick the you go on YouTube and have a look at it. Mm. The uh, Cup Winners Cup and a couple of games I played with Trevor Ipswich and that. I will I will man man mark. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's easy to stop. It's easy to stop somebody playing football when you stop the supply to him. Yeah. And when you put a man, so they put a man on you, and then they try and stop the supply. So, I can honestly say, everybody I played for had some form of success. Yep. And I never ever let him down ever ever. But that again, looking at that Everton team, you're right when you reference Andy Gray on the the film Howard's Way. Andy's talking about his his medical reports. The players had the medical report in them days and took it up to the club that wanted to sign him. Well, he, he chucked half of it in the fire. <laughs> yeah, by, by the way, that happened, that, you know. Yeah. I mean, people, people exaggerate and to, to make it sound... Think, yeah, that's what Gray um, said, yeah. Howard, Howard, Howard said, pass him. And uh, Andy Gray never trained. Yeah. <laughs> he only came out on the Friday. Yeah. Or... The Tuesday or the Wednesday, whenever we played in midweek. Yeah. And he didn't always play a Tuesday and a Wednesday because his knees were that bad. So yeah. he had to miss. He had to miss the midweek games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or he'd miss. If he played the midweek, he wouldn't play on the Saturday. Yeah. You know, because he didn't want to do it, his knees were bad. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, a young Andy Gray when he first came to Aston Villa for one and a half million pound oh, for Dundee, Dundee United. Dundee went United. Dundee United. 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 Dundee United you know, yeah. Great player. player. Absolutely great player. Uh, and he was probably like me. He had a, pro- a lot of problems with injuries and yeah. things didn't go right for him. <clears throat> hmm. And then he comes to Everton 
and everything drops in place for him. Yeah. I mean, he dropped in place for me in one sense, but I got I got injured again like I did at Forest. So yeah. you talk about luck. I've had I've had the worst luck ever a footballer could ever wish for because the two teams I played at both and everything you uh, European Cup, Cup Winners Cup, FA Cup, League Cup. You know, both teams had won. I mean, Everton didn't win the League Cup. Somebody keeps reminding me because I always keep saying they won the League Cup, but they got beat by Liverpool. Yeah, but but again, I, I thought, Forrest did. So the the yeah. clubs that you've played for literally yeah. have won everything, everything with everything. within a, a short space of time of you either being at that club and playing for them, or yeah. you just left them, or or just before. No, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, I help Forrest get him into, into. I mean, I didn't have to listen. I've been I've been putting things on. If yeah. you go on my Facebook, I've been mm-hmm. putting things on. Yep. Not nobody will ever know how Cluffy at me. Yeah, he absolutely loved me. Yeah, and I've just put a lot of things on on on, t- on tonight about Forrest Cluffy writing about me. The best twenty-year-old is Ad. Yeah, and that includes uh, that includes Colin Todd and Roy McFarlane. Yeah, the things he used to say to me, you know, he said the destiny is in your hands. You're going right to the top. It's down to you. Whatever you want to do, you can achieve. Mm. You know, Robbo weren't talked about like like he was. Uh, after I left, Robbo used to come in at half time. He used to get, I'm sick of this. He said, I never get a kick at ball. He's always, Terry's getting it all the time. Mm. Not in a clever way, don't get me wrong. Yeah, not yeah, in a clever yeah. way. Yeah. You know, because he's a lovely, lovely lad, John. You know, but frustrated. I yeah. mean, if I weren't getting a kick, I probably said the same. Yeah. You know, and he was a great, great player. But was he an athlete? No. So this is what makes me laugh when they say that, you know, they've got to be athletes in today's modern day football. On pitches like they're playing today, John Robertson would play today, right, with eyes in back of his head instead of in front yeah. of his head. Yeah. You know, it's he understood the game. Yeah. He understood the game. He knew when to take it on. He knew when to fill in. He knew when to put the ball in. He knew when to play a short ball. He knew when to play a long ball. Not trying to teach somebody all the time in training. Hmm. You know, it's crazy. Uncoachable. Crazy. These these yeah. players are uncoachable. Without doubt. But, but they listened. They did listen. Everton TV, you're going to be featuring on that shortly. The guys are going to get hold of you and do a piece for, uh, for that wonderful uh, news channel. And just briefly, because I can hear the vacuum starting up, it's almost an hour to see. Looking at that Everton team, you know, it, it's hard to say who the captain was or should have been, or could have been, because there was a number of captains, wasn't there? Reedy, Ratcliffe and Mountfield would be well, captains in their own right for any football club, wouldn't they? Well, Rats, that was his nickname. Yeah. Obviously, Kevin Ratcliffe, somebody used to call him Rats. Good player. Uh, uh, quiet, very quiet, but oh, like, like it. By the way... But on the pitch was a leader, wasn't he? Oh, listen, Andy would tell you. Yeah. Reedy would tell you. Andy would tell Reedy, Reedy would tell him, you're not doing it, you know. Sheeds were quiet. But yep. he'd say, when he said something, people respected it. Yep. Rats were the same. Derek Malfield was another one. Yep. Bales were the comedian and, and things. But Debbie Stevens were, uh, were quiet. Trevor would say things. Yep. So they had, you're right, they had, they had leaders what demanded it, about yep. four or five. And the others, the other six, well, leaders with the football and the respect they had from other players. Yeah. So they had more than one leader, without a doubt. Without a doubt. 
fantastic, fantastic football. I mean, when when I went to Everton, it was really eye opened for me because they got a big, massive game, uh, the, the football field. You just break, you're short. just breaking up a bit again, TC. I don't know why he's doing that. They had a big gym, they had a, a full length pitch in it, and yeah. then they got a big weight room. So you got all those facilities to go and train. When I was training at Sheffield Wednesday, you're training in little pockets of a room. Yep. Forest, we didn't have it. Southampton, we didn't have it. Yeah. Derby weren't bad, but I weren't there long enough. I mean, so, so everything have got everything for, for you to improve yourself as yep. a player. Sometimes you don't need the, the coaching. Because you've got to work out of it. You go and practice your left foot. Yeah. Go and practice your skills. Go and practice your fitness. Go and build your strength up in gym. They've got everything there for players to do. Yeah. So, fantastic football football club. Uh, and to win all the trophies they won, but it was a pity that they couldn't play in Europe. Mm. Uh, when I say Europe, in the... Uh, well, they couldn't because they got disqualified from Europe. They won that uh, European Cup Winners' Cup and then after that, I think we were suspended for three years, weren't we? Yeah, I think All the only I think the only thing that you can say is, and again, hypothetically, you can't answer an hypothetical question because ultimately it's all about opinion, isn't it? And you yeah. know we're not dealing in fact, but the fact is that Everton Football Club, for that period that you were there, and the film of Howard's Way, Everton Football Club was one of the greatest football clubs in the world. Great football team, I'll tell you that now. Yeah. I, I've watched all. Premier League teams. I've watched all teams before I was playing in football. I watched it. They were as good as any any team, any yeah. team, without a doubt. Well, TC, we are up now. The hour's up. We've got no football because of the <coughs> coronavirus. The way, it's still all up. Yes, you mate. You tell me that Be- 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 Belarus league's off. It is, isn't it? It was no. It was showing the other day. Uh, one of the games with goals on. Right, I thought they cancelled it. I know they're no. they 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 and there equiv- were some fans. There were some fans. <laughs> right. The equivalent of Trump and Boris and one of the their 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 top end show had, had said we're going to still play football, but just drink vodka will be all right, which I didn't think was <laughs> the greatest bit of advice, <laughs> you know. But then again, some of these Eastern European countries do work in very mysterious and strange ways. Yeah, but the Germans, the Germans do look as though they're going to be the first league in Europe to restart. And players in the Bundesliga are still, well, they've just started to, uh, they're on the second week of back into training. So watch this space. So we could have some Bundesliga uh, results to predict because you're 13-11 up at the moment. Whoever wins picks the music because there is no football. It's your turn this week to pick the music. So what are we going out with this week, TC? Right, what we're going to go out with this week will be, um, what can I, Travis, why does it always rain on me? We've done all that, we've done that already, TC. Have, have, have yeah, I done that Yeah, one? we've done, Travis. What other groups you like? Well, go back a little bit I, further if you like. One Love, You Do. One Love, You Do. You Do, yeah. Right, okay, so One Love, You Do. Until next time, TC, can I wish you love as well to you and yours. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. It's been an absolute joy and a pleasure, as always. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Same to you and your missus. And then let's hope that football's back up and work running within the next six weeks. And we've got football to talk about. Uh, And not just me and you talking about what's happening in the world. (laughs) 
Will it make it easier on you now? You got someone to blame. You said, one love, one life. When it's one need in the night, one love, we get to share it. Leaves you, baby. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.